Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Uh, I'm your host for this episode, Shelly, and I want to thank you all for joining and listening in. And today on the podcast, I wanted to talk about creativity and how we approach creativity sort of pre and post this COVID pandemic. And I guess post isn't really, really a thing because we're two years into it and it's still like swirling around us. But I, I sense in the community and in myself that our approach to creativity might have changed. So uh, there, while there is no good side to a worldwide pandemic, it does give this really interesting marker to sort of a pre pre event and a post. So I thought I would invite some friends in and have a little roundtable discussion about how their process has changed, how their focus has changed, what their goals in their toy photography have changed. So uh, I am going to let them introduce themselves. So welcome guys to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Hello. This is Sabrina Perry. Perry. Oh, I changed my name, by the way. I changed my name on Instagram. So it used to be the Perry Lego Adventures. Apparently, I just changed it yesterday to the Perry Adventures on Dave and Shelly's suggestion. <laughs> well, that's a big change, right? We've already we already had that. We got a name change going on. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. I'm Joshua Kittleson, um, editor and occasional contributor to various things. You can find me at uh, the Great Cleric on Instagram. G R E Y and then Cleric with K's, no C's. <laughs> Josh, you are the voice of the podcast. You are our uh, intro and our outro. Woo! Well, that's true. I guess uh, you get to you get to hear me every time. <laughs> Welcome, and finally we have. Uh, I am Dave DeBearmaker. Hello, um, I am. Well, I'm a toy photographer for a while. I've been uh, writing for the Toy Photographer's Blog for several years now. And I hang out and shoot things and talk about it. Well, aren't you also a Kelby One? Uh, oh, yes, I am. Um, I'm a Kelby One instructor. If you don't know, Kelby One's like an online photography um, educational site. Um, and I've done a couple classes for them. The most important one for this audience would be an introduction to toy photography. Yeah, I think that's really great that you are spreading the love of toy photography to an even wider audience. So thank you for that. I do my best. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. So let's get into it. Uh, creativity. Um, I'm just, just, I'm super curious. How did you use creativity in your lives pre this worldwide pandemic? Who wants to take it first? Oh, it's such a... It's such a general, I don't know. It's like a very, it's like very general because you can use creativity for a lot of things. Problem solving for one or just I, you know, like how you're going to organize your room or you know, any kind of thing like that would be like, can be considered creative. But I am a, I used to draw, but I'm really bad at drawing. <laughs> Like I would like sketch when I was bored at work. I would like sketch on like a little like post-it note. I would start sketching, and then uh, one day I decided like I was gonna bring two Lego figures 
instead. <laughs> and then, like, that's kind of where my toy photography thing started. So I was just, like, doing that. But you had a very specific toy photography. You're you were doing very. Sp- I, I okay. I'll I'll well. You're right. Creativity in general, uh, way too broad. But we are a toy photographer podcast. We have a toy photography blog. So let's just assume that when I say creativity, I'm talking about toys. Okay. Well, then, in that case, pre-pandemic, I was using toy photography as like a flat Stanley sort of thing where I was documenting my life on like a, not a daily basis because this was like before the pandemic, I wasn't doing a 365 and I wasn't really doing toy photography like on a regular basis. It was more of a, Oh, I we're going to this park. So I'll bring the figures and then I would take a picture of the two figures in the park, kind of like documenting like, cool places that me and my husband were visiting because the original thing that I started toy photography for was like a one off project on recreating my life in Lego. Like that was, that was like it. And then, then I was just, after a while, I would just bring them around in my pocket and that's kind of what I was using toy photography for. And like my creativity was just like what spot am I on and like what cool picture can I take in that location with the two figures. That's a that's a great way to use creativity just to document your life and when you look at a photo then you're brought back to that moment in time and that place and that emotion whatever that might have been at that place. I I do that. What about you Dave? Where where were you back in the day? Back in the day. Uh, well, <laughs> I think well, starting at the beginning, I I wanted to just get better at photography in general. Um, I kind of stumbled onto a group of photographers when Google Plus was a thing, um, and RIP Google Plus. Um, and um, I just kind of got the in, into the idea of using a camera to take photos of the world and kind of express myself. Um, I got into toys partly because of laziness and partly because of uniqueness. Um, I, uh, part of this photography thing is I got into this thing called the a scavenger hunt where you take photos of various um, words. Um, and then I tried to be unique in my interpretation of what that word meant. And toys kind of allowed me to do that. And the laziness comes in, in that occasionally I just don't want to leave the house or I couldn't leave the house because I was the father of young children. And that's what I had available. So it kind of struck the, I have a unique thing and I have a want to express myself and practice thing and putting those two together um, kind of made toys an obvious thing um, for me. And that's kind of what I kept on doing was using those figures to express myself in unique ways and to kind of grow as a photographer at the same time. I'd have to say that you put those toys to good use because I remember your early photos back from G plus days and where you're at now is like light years. So it's it's huge. It's huge. (laughs) Nice job. What about you, Josh? Can you see where, where you were back then, back in the day? Yeah. For me, it kind of started as a lark just as a new way to stretch creativity. When I first started, um, somebody had sent me a link to that, guy who had the Flickr series, I think, where he did a stormtrooper picture a day for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, my response, my email response back was, ah, this is stupid, but funny. And then I kept thinking about it. And then I did it. And it's it sort of snowballed from there. It was just a way initially to kind of push my brain in new ways and stretch my creativity. And then 
as we approached the the pandemic, it was uh, just sort of a sporadic thing that I did. I carried my camera, I carried toys, and I when we went places, I thought about it. And I also have like a similar flat Stanley style uh, account that I manage called Neil the Traveler, and I uh, beg all my friends to take Neil with him. He's just a little Lego. Uh, from series 10 or 12, something like that, of the minifigs. Um, so uh, I kind of do both as a way to live vicariously and travel through other people, but also, you know, on the home front to just sort of, um, it was a way to just have a little fun and tell stories and sometimes just to try new things. Yeah, it's like another perspective on like how to s- see the world. It's like an exercise in looking at the world differently, like from the point of view of like a toy and just like, what would you see if you were that small, which is like an exercise in creativity. And you're just, instead of taking pictures of like you yourself out in the world, it's like, what, what would these people be up to instead? It's a, it's a, it's a fun way to, to approach toy photography. Now, Dave is totally different because you're like crafting your photos in your studio, which is a very different mindset than just happenstance along uh, in in the creative process. So I'm curious, now that you look back on where you were, can you see any shifts in the last couple years and and where you are and how you're using toys? Uh, I know I see it in your work, but do you see anything, any changes? Um, In my work, I think I stopped caring so much about other people in the respect of I was, I I tried not to seek an audience. Um, I always tried to pretend that I didn't really care about the audience, but I actually watched like view counts a lot and, you know, considered a success of an image based on how many Instagram likes I got and that type of thing. Um, And I drove myself to try to put out like an image. I haven't put out an image in a while. I should do that. Um, And I stopped doing that. And I'm not really sure why, but I did. Um, And I also started building more, things a lot of my work but previously was i found a spot i set up stuff or i grabbed a few rocks and threw it in front of a a thing in my camera or my studio and built something but now i'm actually built up getting joy out of building the the toys themselves not not not, because i've 3d printed action or not really action figure 3d printed figures and painted them and Mm -hmm. uh, shot those and i've built dioramas and built that and i kind of taken that mindset um it's almost like the um uh, when you look at behind the scenes of movies when you see like marvel movies or star wars movies where you see they shot a guy in a green screen and they they digitally put in a background and they have all these extra lights and all this stuff that they kind of layer on layer by layer and build a cohesive image based on that that's kind of what i've been enjoying more is going through the process of how do i take thing that does not exist at any way shape or form and bring it to life in front of my camera so it sounds like the ideas are the behind the photos, the ideas behind the photo are more important to you now. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I mean, I, I do care about what the final image looked like, but it's the, the, the joy that I get out of it is the process of making the image, not necessarily having the final image itself. Yeah. So you enjoy like building the diorama and like building the scenes around it in order to create something from like nothing. Yeah, and the puzzle kind of uh, how do how do I how do I go from the thing in my head 
and build everything to come up with the final image and all the tips and tricks and whatever I need to do to make that happen. Did like the ideas that you have, do you think that they're like the same or like, would you, would you have come up with the same ideas before or now that you've opened up a whole new like side or world of like how you're creating your photography is that like, are you creating different things you think? Honestly, not sure. Um, that might be an answer for people who follow me because you, you get so used to seeing what you see that it's hard to get that yeah. perspective. But I would say that before I would get, I have like tons of ideas. I always had like brain full of ideas of things, but I would limit them down to the things that could be practically shot by finding a location and buying a mm-hmm. toy and sticking the two together. Um, now it's more... Um, do I want to go through the effort of building that world to make that idea reality? And sometimes it's like, yeah, I, I do want to spend like a week and a half building a diorama to do this. And other times it's like, yeah, it's a cool idea, but maybe not right now. But I think it's more, I'm, I'm less afraid of building that world than I used to be. I see. Anyone else build a world? I started to do that a little bit more than I was. Cause when I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I did a 365 and the reason, and when I was doing the 365, um, I was, it, it, the beginning of the 365 started out as like the flat Stanley thing. And it slowly progressed more and more into like, I'm going to take my time until like two years later. Um, I have now like, I'll set up things more where like I've built something and I like made a set and I thought about like all the different types of things that I would like bring into a photo. And then I would take the photo instead of like, like what Dave was just saying, where you would only come up with an idea because like, this is the area or the spot that you're in, you know, like this is the situation that I'm in now. So like, I'll only what I can do here, I'll just try and be creative with what I have in this second, like in this moment, in this area where now I take a a little bit more care in like where I'm going to be and what am I going to bring and like what objects and all, all of that is much more purposeful if that makes sense. It does. It seems like it's a it's a it's a pretty reasonable and normal trajectory. I'm curious. You are you still in the middle of a 365? I'm not. So <laughs> I'm not. I I <laughs> okay. So yeah. I guess because this is a a thing on COVID and creativity. Like during COVID, the very beginning of COVID, I started the 365 on like. January 1st, 2020. Like, I literally started on January 1st, 2020. And the whole idea was, like, I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my day to um, do something that I love because I I was... Anyway, go read the blog post about (laughs) about it. But, like, I was doing the 2020. I was like, I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my day to do something fun and creative so that I decided that it was going to be toy photography and I will post a picture every day and the picture I have to take the picture that day because the purpose of it was to be creative for 50 minutes out of my day. So like that was the whole purpose of it. So, um, I was doing that. I did it all of 2020. It was the first time that I actually did my new year's resolution. Um, at the end of 20, 
2020, like the beginning of 2021, because of COVID, they you guys had toy photographers had a virtual safari uh, where we met all the other toy photographers. And then like that changed my whole like my whole trajectory. That changed because I met people and I talked to them, and like now I'm on the podcast. So like if you're looking for like a simple thing for what uh, like COVID did for me, I like did a 365, and then I met friends. And that made me more creative in a thing that I was like enjoying, but I wasn't, but it's like different now. And I don't know like where I know that the change happened, but I'm not really sure like what happened. And like, so now like two months ago or like three months ago, if you, if you were been listening to the podcast, there's like a break in the podcast. And that's because. I got COVID and then I stopped my 365 because I got COVID because I got pretty sick. So uh, COVID like made me do a finish of 365, but then it also made me stop my two years. <laughs> to it. But my, but I did take time. Like now that I've taken time after stopping the 365, um, like I think that's where I can mark the changes because I can see the difference now. Because I'm not doing a 365 anymore, if that makes sense. It, it makes all the sense. And I, all I can think about is, oh, my God, two years of COVID, the two years of 365. I mean, it's really, I know we've all been in this for a while and everything. But just to hear that, it just really drives home how long this change has happened yeah. and been. To say, hey, Did anyone else feel that? Josh. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, Josh, you went the other way though. What, what? I did, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've I mentioned my friend before to a few people who was kind of a mentor, and he had a comic book shop and was a local artist. And um, I ran into his him like right as his shop was getting shut down because of COVID. Um, and he was like, "Well, show me what you've been working on. You've probably done so much since you've been on lockdown and stuff." And I was like, "I've done nothing. I've, I've done nothing." I've done that. I was like, I felt like a, a kid showing up without their homework to school. Um, I was just like, no, I did. Oh, man, what did I do? No, it's like, no, I, uh, no, I did nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then uh, it just made me think that like how much some of this stuff has affected, uh, affected me a little bit in ways that I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a semi introvert. Uh, so like being at home, isn't a big deal for me. I like my family. Um, we enjoy spending a lot of time together and we have our routines and stuff. And that grew quite a bit, which I'm grateful for. Um, and I just, I had this thought, it was like, man, I've done nothing. I should really make a plan and do some stuff. And I started doing it and this was uh, last year or so. And then, um, when we went on, we went on vacation, to the uh, great sand dunes in Colorado and some other places out there. Um, I said, okay, I told, I told my family, I was like, okay, I am taking stuff to shoot specifically. Like this isn't just because it's just the four of us going, we can take whatever time in the world we want. And I said, I'm taking time while we're there and I'm going to like plan to do certain things, you know, weather permitting. Uh, and then I did. And as I was doing it, I was like, I don't know, just the combination of vacation and the planning and executing was, uh, I don't know, it was a uh, therapeutic in a way. Yeah. And I realized, you know, I really need to start, I should be a little more diligent about 
carving out that time to to do some of these things that I like to do that aren't because of not because I have to or whatever, but to carve out that creativity time. And when I did, I started thinking more and more and I was like, it's been a really long time since I've done a 365. Uh, maybe I should do it again. And I was like, I don't know. It's so much work though. <laughs> and like, someday it just, it, uh, I was like, I know myself and I know that it's going to be like, I'll be like really on fire for it in the first two months. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be like, Oh, this is terrible. So many regrets. And then, uh, I decided January one, I was like, all right, you know what? I do January almost every year. I shoot every day. Uh, let's just go for it. And I started planning out themes for the months and stuff mm-hmm. and things that I wanted to do further down that I wasn't going to let myself work on now to kind of continue pushing that creativity through this time of uncertainty. Cause you know, we've, we've said it a few times, uh, COVID, you know, we're, we're kind of done with COVID, but we're not really at all. Yeah, you know it's changed again um so we don't really know what the future holds or anything even less so now than we used to it feels like so i just was like all right well we'll, i'm gonna do this so i did january and january and i moved on to the next thing and then i've used the uh i was really bummed that we didn't do the the red podcast because man i got a lot for that (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm, I am just teasing you. I'm not upset, really. I was no, just. I, I, I noticed when you said therapeutic that there was a that doing doing the toys and the photography was it felt therapeutic for you to get going again. There was a lot of nodding heads. So what's up, guys? What what was resonating with you on that? Well, for me, I was actually kind of curious. Um, I could never do a 365 project, and the reason why is I find the pressure of doing it every day. Like it just something in me just makes it like, I just get frustrated and angry at the idea of having a thing that I have to do every single day. I've tried to do similar things in other hobbies and it just, it just crushes my soul to have to do that. So I admire people who can do that. Um, and that there's value in it. Um, but I was curious, the di- is there much difference in how you approach shooting a 365 image as opposed to before that, when you were just shooting an image because you wanted to? What, what is, is there a difference in that? Or is it kind of just the same thing, but you do it every day? Both. So also, yes, definitely for sure. Um, there's, there's certain pictures that I look back on so far this year. And what I've tried to do is take, um, uh, like I keep a blog and, um, if you want to exercise in, uh, hurting your brain you can try and read it i'm a terrible writer so i do it it's it's for me it's an account for me to look back on um i've tried to do like uh, a month in retrospective of the month every well month or so it hasn't really gone that well the last two months but that's okay uh and i would look back at the things that i did and pick out like my favorite images to kind of embed with the blog my blog post um and some of it um, I've gotten really quick at doing stuff. Sometimes there are days where I'm like exhausted and it's been a huge and full day. And I was like, ah, I didn't, I didn't shoot and I didn't post. Okay. And so then like my creativity synopsis start firing really heavy. And some of those I've been the most happy with is those shots that I've done in one, like once and done, which is pretty rare for me. Um, 
And then there's other things where I've been like, there's a theme I really want to do and I have to like massage it for days to put together the pieces of how I want to do it. Um, there's one of, I did of a barista in uh, an espresso cup um, with coffee and it looks like she's floating on it. Um, that took me a while to come to that point to be able to put those elements together in the way that I wanted to, because I wanted something that was sort of um, that felt more dreamlike to me, which is not typically how I shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to, so I had to build to that while still shooting other stuff for like a week. So it's kind of both. Some, some of it has really pushed me, I think to be more deliberate. And on the other hand, sometimes it's pushed me to be really quick. <laughs> I would so I would agree with that. I, so going back to like toy, it being very therapeutic, like I was saying, it was like the reason why I did the 365 was to take 15 minutes out of my day. And like the, and that was because I needed something like at the end of the day, like I needed to have like catharsis or something like the reason for it was in 2019 I had a couple two of my cousins passed away and a very close friend I was just very de- like depressed I did I just like not, I was just very unhappy and so like um the toy photography like what I shared with those three people like was they like really they were into the really the same things that I was into like the really nerdy comics just like Marvel all of that and two of them really were into photography and like I was into those same things. And so kind of when it was, they were gone. I, it photography was kind of gone for me too. If that, like that whole kind of thing was kind of gone from it. And so I was like, I, I need to like get back to something closer to like me. I, I, I don't know how to describe that. So like the exercise of the 365 was kind of that was like me getting back to like something. So at the the very beginning, I was just, what can I come up with today? Or like, you know, and I would have ideas that were like, oh, I'll do that next week because this would take a little bit more time. Or I would just do it like on the day of because I started on January 2020. If you go back and you look at that beginning of that year, you can see, oh, the first day COVID came to my hospital. I posted a picture. As a, I now be to prepare for this, I kind of like looked at my journey and photos. So I was like, oh, since I did the 365, I can like point, oh, like here, this is when we like just there was like 500 people at the hospital. Like I can look at those things because like for me, COVID, I worked every day. I didn't stay at home. My husband was trapped at home, but I had to go to work, like, because I work at a hospital. And so, like, I have, like, a very different experience from even someone who lives in my own home. And people who were at work were following my 365, and for them, it was also therapeutic. It was, like, they're gonna, like, look at what I post today. We talked about it at work for, like, a moment of, like, we need something else other than, like, all the crap that's going on here in this building in the ICU like what we are like from our own lives we need to like take five minutes and like the five minutes of that is like them saying like oh like you should take a picture of like Batman or like you should take a picture of Robin parachuting with like a mask 
And so, like, I did that photo, but that photo was, like, not my idea. That was, like, of, like, the EVS guy in the hallway that I seen at work that day. And so, like, they're, they were, like, doing the 365 with me. So it was, like, very therapeutic for me, but then it was also very therapeutic for, like, the people around me. And, like, that's when my page also got followers. They were, like, what are you doing today? So it was, like, uh... For me, like, my toy photography, like, in that, because I started it at that point, like, probably what kept it going is not me. It was, like, everything else around it, if that makes sense. I wasn't talking to any other toy photographers when I started it. I was already following the podcast and, like, the page, like, the blog. I would follow everyone, but I wasn't really, like, interacting with other toy photographers. So, like, the reason for the posts was, like just like showing it to my coworkers and then like them getting to see it at the end of the day. That makes a lot of sense that you had that support around you, which kept you going. But that also brings up a really interesting aspect of toy photography is how the images that we create, regardless of how quick they might be as a one-off or how much effort that we put into them is how much that ripples out through our own communities. Have, do you see that in your, you guys, Josh, Dave, and for you and how the people who follow you, friends, family, how they react to your work now? Okay, do they even like it? <laughs> the Ripple's been interesting for me. Um, uh, I've, Like I said, I, I've uh, shoved Neil into other people's hands and said, you're taking this with you on your vacation. And they're like, it's, some people ask even, and they're like, oh, we'll take your little guy, I guess, if you want us to. And then when they come back, they're like, man, this was really cool. Um, yeah. I'm planning a trip in X amount of time. Can I take him then too? And I'm like, yes, you absolutely can. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, it became like a family event for one group who, uh, they went to Canada earlier this year, I think. And every, every day the kids were like, do you bring Neil? Where is he? Let's see him. Make sure you have him before they headed out for the day. Uh, and it became like a family a family thing. So like the ripples have been interesting and in my office, uh, two years ago, maybe, Oh man, I say two years ago, but time, the time warp of COVID has been probably the hardest thing to catch up with. So four to five years ago, maybe, um, I had some friends who for uh, our birthdays that year, they tried to do something different for everybody in our office. Since there's only 13 of us, it's easier to do. Um, and they did something unique for everybody to them. And they set up a little photo shooting section in our boardroom and didn't tell me. Um, and they would, they told everybody else, okay, go in, play with the toys, take a picture and then text it randomly to Josh with no explanation. <laughs> so I didn't have half of their numbers. And that was the first half that started texting me these things. And so I got a random text from somebody with random little toys built up or whatever. And then it said, happy birthday. Anyway, so they all then talked to me afterwards, like, I see why you do this. This is really fun. And I was like, yeah, you should do it more. And they were like, well. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, toys photography was kind of like my dirty little secret, um, mm -hmm. uh, mainly because my influence was other photographers who were actually shooting traditional photography things like landscapes and portraits. And I was just, you know, playing with, you know, child things in front of a camera. So it kind of felt like it wasn't serious. Um, and it grew over time. And I got to the point where I could share that with like my photographer friends, but it was still like, 
I didn't like hide it from the non-photographer friends, but it wasn't like, Hey, look at the cool thing I did. Um, but over time, the kind of the secret kind of leaked out. Um, and then it's just become the thing I do. Um, and people at work know I do it. People like my parents know I do it. My in-laws know I do it. And it's got to the point where I don't feel like I need to hide it. Like, it's not like, excuse me, I'm going to go over here and do something. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm just going to go do something. But now it's like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to sit down right now and shoot a toy. Um, and people are like, oh, cool. And then I'll, I'll bring people in and say, oh, do you mind holding this? Like, can you hold this light and get this or um, stuff like that? And people have expressed, they've always been supportive because friends are supportive of things. Um, but they kind of, they've also said that it's very interesting to see like behind the scenes and kind of get like the why of why, why do you like this stuff? And, and when they see the behind the scenes of how I go about it, it kind of puts more perspective of why it means something to me. And it's not just the end product, but, but seeing how it goes through kind of fills out the gaps of why it's important for Dave that this is a thing. And it's not just something silly he does, but it's actually part of his creative process. Um, and then they also share things like they'll see a, a Lego, not every every toy photographer, but they'll see something unique and clever that that was used by Lego or used an action figure, and they'll send me a link saying, "Hey, this I, I thought uh, this made me think of you," and kind of that type of stuff. And it, it's allowed it to become more of a thing that I can embrace as like this is me, as opposed to kind of you know, yeah, I do this, but kind of secretly I also do the toy thing. Um, so yeah, it's been yeah. That's kind of the, the growth from the from the big family perspective and the outsider perspective. I think that's what it's been. Yes. Yeah. So does that mean that toy photography has become normalized? I think it has. I mean, I'm not sure if it's it depends how you define normalized. Um, this is my pedantic thing coming through, but um, it's not. At least for me, it's not a. It's not the silly thing I do to pass the time. I can. And people that I speak to see it as not the silly thing I do to pass the time. Like I think they, they, they can see it the same way I do as the importance of it. I mean, not everybody. I mean, not everybody appreciates everything. But for the people that I care about, which is really my photographer friends, I kind of I want them to see the, see the joy of the photo. And my family and f- like non-photographer friends, I want them to appreciate the journey, I guess. Like that it, it means something to me. And... In that respect, I think it's become a thing that is just as valid as anything else. That makes a lot of sense. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's cool that they like, they basically, if they've like accepted that this is like Dave. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And not like, yeah, which is, that's awesome that you don't have to hide it. Cause yeah, I, for, for me, I think it's like, I didn't realize I, so we, when that brick journal, when the brick journal thing came out and like, I have one photo in there, uh, like, and I told a couple of coworkers at work that like, Hey, like I, you know, my pictures in this magazine and, uh, I didn't, I like at the moment when I said it, you know, like I knew it was cool. Like I was very excited about it, but like she, this lady, cried like she we were in the middle of the cafeteria and she like cried because she was like just so proud and like until like until like until like that interaction happened I don't think like I knew like how much it like meant to other people like like the 
like the journey that I was doing. Cause like for me, it was like, Oh, like you were saying, Dave, like let's start. It's all, oh, it's like a silly thing that I have where I'm like, I just go do this. But then somewhere along the way it became like, that's like, that's Sabrina's thing. And it's like really cool. And she's like on a podcast or whatever. I'm not saying that, but like other people are like introducing all like the new hires at work as like Sabrina, the like, toy photographer person like she's got this page and like she's got all these like cool photography friends or you know whatever that are taking cool photos as opposed to like as opposed to like oh it's like a weird hobby that we like all share it's like oh that's a cool it's a cool thing and like other people should do it you should probably try it because it's neat and um yeah so for for me it's like I originally only was told like, or was sharing it with like a few people who like my very close friends at work. But then I think during COVID they were like, yeah, you should look at this like silly picture Sabrina just took like with the hand sanitizer in like the hallway. And they were just like sharing it with other people, like spreading it around. Like this person is just randomly taking pictures like at work like she's like at one point I was like lying down on the ground outside of the hospital and I'm like taking a picture in some rocks of like uh master Wu, like from like ninjutsu at like ninjago and he's like on some rocks because I'm waiting for the shuttle and I was like lying on the ground and some I saw in the corner of my eye someone walking down the hallway in the inside of the hospital and they came out to open the door and asked me if I was okay. And then someone else in the background just yelled, that's just Sabrina playing with her toys, taking a photo. They're really <laughs> cool. And then just like left. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I was like, this is such a weird interaction because like before I feel like I wouldn't have been so like I think I would have just like ran and kind of like just hid but like I was just like hey (laughs) just doing this (laughs) anyone else have any crazy stories that came up around toy photography for you Josh not not crazy not crazy per se but my son needed to do a science project demonstrating the concept of parallax um and as he's describing it to me and i was like oh this is just forced perspective and he was like well what do you mean i said well you know like when i blah 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 and he goes oh so then he went to his teacher and was like i want to do i'm going to do toy photography for my science project is that okay and he did and so we went out to the like empty parking lot and demonstrated and did all the measurements and stuff and so not necessarily a crazy story, but uh, that was that was pretty fun this last year, uh, this school year, that he, his mind went, oh, toy photography, let's do that for the science project to make yeah. it bearable. <laughs> that is such a great story. I mean, you got the parenting, you got real life experience, you have probably a, a science project that everyone liked more than just the usual like oh that was a really yeah yeah that's so cool and and sabrina all that stuff about the hospital i mean you you have the stories you have shared with me over the last six months to a year you've brought so much joy into the hospital with your toy photography with a didn't you do a uh, for nurses day this 
Nurses yeah, Week? for Nurses Week. Uh, that was a fun project. created like uh, over a hundred nurses that I know in real life with like one pair of Lego scrubs that I have. And I basically took every head possible that I have and like every hair combination. And I like accurately matched it to my coworkers and like in one unit and then all the other units kind of got jealous. So I have to keep going (laughs) Um, and I am not done. And people like someone was like, Oh yeah, Sabrina just made me into a Lego. And so literally yesterday, uh, a new, like a new supervisor who just started working uh, was like, I'm going to need one. And she gave me her phone number so I could text her a picture of it. So probably after this podcast, I'll be making more uh, Lego nurses. <laughs> but no, it is, um, I think part of the fun too for me, or like, like even what's more, what I've learned about it, or like with being creative with the toy photography is that like, when you share it with other people, they can infuse their ideas with you or like they're, they're getting more joy at whether or not you post it. If you just hand it out to your friend, like if you take a photo of like, let's say that that like a picture of them in a setting, you know, like with a sick fig that you make of them and gift it, that is also very fulfilling like on a it's like a different feeling that you would get and so you should use your toy photography or your creativity to um like you know spread that kind of joy like that's that's what i learned from not the 365 but like going on the journey in the middle of covid i think is um is like that aspect of it was just yeah i didn't because i wasn't taking the pictures to like get popular on instagram or even like like the purpose for sharing it was like not for anyone else but me like the 365 but then it became like me and like my friends at work that's and then it became me my friends at work and like all the people at the hospital that are like now following it they're showing their kids who are stuck at home with them and their kids are like sending me like little buildings that they've like made of like lego that they're stuck with and they're, they're my coworkers are like you need to take all the legos from my house because i keep stepping on it and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like sure you could give them to me if you want to but like isn't your kid gonna get mad at you um so i think <laughs> i think like that's that's yeah the probably making the nurses was probably one of the more fun like creative things i think that was very like rewarding on like a another level but now i yeah, so many levels like 300 <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that good luck with that so so you guys have all changed your it sounds like your approach to toy photography is i mean your relationship to toy photography is even more solidified than it was before COVID. I mean, Josh, you've doubled down. You were like drifted away. Sabrina, your community is supporting you and pulling you in whether you like it or not. And Dave, you're having this amazing opportunity to, to spread the love of toy photography well beyond just our little community, which is awesome, as well as your own creative drive expanding into the craft and building is, 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 I mean, 
awe-inspiring to me. Watching you grow has been amazing. So have you seen any change within the community? I mean, I constantly hear little stories and people coming in. Have you seen any changes in the overall community that that you're interacting with? I think there are more challenges (laughs) or like, you know, like you can join a lot more. There are a lot more challenges that you can do and like a lot more people participating in them and having conversations about like the like the color red or like you know if you're doing like brick central or stuck in plastic or any of the ones for the podcast like people who are joining those or if you're following like um you know like the study series that like stephanie and um like Stephanie is doing with um, F. Scott Rebel and Scott, like if you're following any of those and you're having conversations with the people, I think like people have always been like the toy photographers have always been very welcoming and like talking to other toy photographers. But I think now that if, because there are more challenges and you can really like people are discussing, like discussing like photography with like, the challenges like in mind so like you have like more of a direct way to talk about something if if that makes sense so more connections is that what you're seeing yeah i would say more connections or more or like more involved with each other if that makes sense like within the community (laughs) i've just seen it just grown exponentially it's just huge. And remember, it used to be back in the day, it was tiny. Everyone knew each other. What the heck happened? That's what happens when, yeah, that's what happens when things go from my dirty little secret to things you embrace is that yeah. the word gets spread, even though you don't intend to, just because you're doing the thing out in public instead of doing the thing in your, you know, in your basement, hoping nobody notices. <laughs> and people scream out, oh, it's just Sabrina doing her thing. Don't worry about yeah. it. Awkward. But I know for me, um, one of the things that I've kind of noticed is that I'm much more confident about just doing my thing. Um, yeah. Like, even if I'm not anybody near me, I have no problem pulling out something and just sitting down or doing whatever, putting it up there, uh, putting a figure up there and taking shots. And people, when they see me do that, I've never gotten any negative comments whatsoever. And it's usually always the other way. I said, oh, look what he's doing. That's really cool. Um, and that kind of helps, I think, bolster the confidence um, that you're not just fooling around. You're doing something that is worthy of note. Um, at least the attempt is worthy of note. Whether or not the work's worthy of note at the end, who knows? But um, it's it's a worthwhile endeavor to go through, um, I guess is the way to put it. Um, and that's that's the type of thing that I think helps it grow. And it, I've, another thing I've noticed, like you asked, like the cool, like, any cool stories about people interacting with it. I remember this is before COVID uh, at my church, my wife volunteered to take photos of everybody for the church directory. So she set up like this headshot booth and I got uh, voluntold in uh, to help her out. Um, and which I, I gladly did. But as I was taking a photo of one family um, who's also happens to be a coworker of mine, um, though different department, but I see him every day. Um, 
he he came pulled me aside and said, "Can you like Photoshop Deadpool into this?" So I actually did. So I have, the, I have this photo of him, his wife, and his two kids posed all nice and pretty as you would for a, a church directory. And then I photoshopped right beside him, Deadpool, just kind of standing in the same pose as if he was part of the family. So stuff like that was kind of fun to uh, awesome. expand my create my. Yeah, I also uh, it was not really toy related, but. Um, and this didn't age well based on current events in uh, Eastern Europe, but uh, as a Photoshop project to kind of get used to compositing, I composited my head onto these um, old paintings of Russian generals, like from like the 1800s, not the current ones. Um, and then my manager at the time saw that and he said, hey, this is really awesome. Can you do this for all the managers in Zurich? Um, so I, I was like, sure, I'll do that. Um <laughs> So I did. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, but that, that it ended up happen- landing just before COVID hit. So I don't think they actually saw the photos because everyone went home for a year and a half. So somewhere mm-hmm. in Zurich, there's a bunch of my work sitting waiting to be delivered to uh, the managers there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> that is cool. Josh, what about you? I mean, I mean, have you seen any changes in, in the community? Your, your slice of it? I mean, I, I hear just all these stories. People are like, oh, yeah, I got stuck in lockdown and I'm at home and I got nothing to photograph and I want to do 365 and I discovered my kids' toys and, you know, yeah. next thing I'm buying more than they are. Um, There's been there's been a lot more, I think, participation in some of the challenges that I have done, which I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if that means uh, new users and new contributors or just more people are more actively contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll take both. Yeah. Yeah. I, the challenges are a lot of fun. I, I, did anyone know, I mean, I know that brick central and stuck in plastic and we do it, we all do challenges and ours are all toys are welcome. Does the action figure folks specifically have challenges or are they just mostly the daily, Hashtag posting. Anyone know? Or are we just all so like out of that I completely? Think you're asking like the th- like three people who are just not clueless. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't usually do challenges um, yeah. just because. I, I think it's part of the same thing. Reason why I don't do 360 projects is mm-hmm. it's it feels like it's not really true, but being told what to create and like it just and there's a deadline it feels it doesn't mesh with the the way i approach things um i mean i mean their challenges don't i'm not like dissing challenges as a whole it just doesn't work for me um so i tend not to notice those types of things um so yeah you're asking you're kind of asking the wrong person there but i've not (laughs) noticed any toy or any action figure specific um challenges so for what that's worth well, if anybody out there who's listening knows of anybody, please let us know so that we can add that to the resources so that people who are doing action figure photography and need that structure, we can help point you in the right direction. Because Dave, I'm like you, I I struggle with the challenges every month. I know I'm supposed to do them, but I like <laughs> I would so much rather be doing the other zillion things I have on my plate that are more interesting, but you know, sometimes I get some pretty awesome photos out of them. So it's, it's, you know, half a dozen of one, six of another. Yeah. For me, challenges, uh, like just focus me a little bit more. If, if, if that, if that makes sense, like if, if someone's like learn about red, then I will like 
learn about red. If if someone's like try and like suggesting that we do like medieval fantasy or something, then all of my I'll just kind of direct all of my attention towards like that genre or that type of thing. If it's like black and white, I'll just all my like all my creative like focus will just be on like what what is black and white to me? Like what what does this genre like where what kind of rabbit holes can I jump into? Like so I think for for me it's like it just opens it up more because I'm like not um good at not having like if it's if the world is too open which it always is like if there's like so much for me to think about or like if i have too many toys in the bucket it's like very much like just try and think about this and that's like for me that's how like where the creativity like comes from is like creatively trying to figure out like this specific topic um i think that like that's like for some reason, like, during COVID or whatever, I was doing the challenges, like, before, but I wasn't, like, sharing my, uh, my photos. I was just using it as, like, a, oh, I'll, I'll start here for my 365 without, like, using any of the hashtags. So it's like, we'll do black and white. Okay, they're doing black and white. I'll, like, just do black and white. I won't, like, tag my thing. Oh, recreate, like, someone else's work? Sure. I will do that. I will do that because the podcast said to do that, but like, I won't tell the people who are doing the podcast that I also did it. Right. Like it's, it's like that. Cause I was like, kind of like, I don't know, afraid or something, but now that like, now that I've done the 365 or like, I'm more um, like not unconcerned really about like people maybe liking it or whatever. Cause I was just, just like doing it for me, like day where I was like not counting, but I was counting like it's like that kind of thing so like now it's like i don't need to compare myself to the other people who are also doing the challenge i just need to work on like my own self or like my own creativity and that will like make me better and also make everyone else around me better even though like you're not aware of it because you're just like working on like you no, it's a, it, I mean, go, working through all that, it's just giving you confidence. And it's really nice to hear that come out of you. It's like that. And now that you've done them all, and then you've like stepped into the community and realized that we're not a bunch of pariahs and we're not going to kill you. We're like, it's good. You're like, it's all right. So yeah, don't be afraid. God, we're a bunch of toy photographers. We're a bunch of adults who play with toys. What This is what I tell my son all the time is like, you know, why are people afraid of me? I'm your mother and I take play with toys. There's like nothing less intimidating than that. <laughs> Especially at my age. I'm curious on the stories that you guys are telling with your photographs. Now that we're like in the middle of just like this dumpster fire of a world. Are you stories you're telling? Do you find them to be lighter or deeper? Oh, and you can interpret that any way you want for me. I'm not sure if they're lighter or deeper per se. Again, I mean, all of them have meaning to me, so it's it's hard to see mm -hmm. what other people see in it, uh, if they're lighter or deeper. But I do know that I've tended to shift away from violence. Um, I, I, used, I, I mean, I wasn't like super violent in my work previously, but I would... If I had two figures, I wouldn't think anything of them like, oh, let's have one, you know, punching the other one just to, as an action photo, um, you know, that type of thing. 
Um, and I tend to go away from that, especially if it involves firearms. Um, cause, uh, there's enough of that type of thing in the world. I don't need to contribute it and, uh, to my, my own voice to it. Um, I still like making like, I've always tried to make grittier, um, darker type, um, darker in the sense of, um, light, not necessarily in the sense of subject matter, but kind of like, a um, kind of a darker grittier look to my images and that hasn't changed but i do tend to stay away from the the more violent side of things anyone else have it see a shift in their in their work subject matter style i i I guess i did go through a little bit of a dip recent this year where i've got a lot of black the the images are physically darker as opposed to thematically darker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you why it wasn't, it wasn't something that I did intentional where I was like, ah, I'm going to do long exposures and almost no light um, for the X number of pictures. But as I'm scrolling through my feed, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I did a bunch of these. Huh? I don't know what was going on there, but that's apparently a sub theme I've had for myself this year. So so maybe you did it and just didn't know you were just yeah putting your emotions somewhere it could be it could be i've always been a fan of like film noir and that kind of uh extreme like lighting and darkness and fall off and stuff so um i guess it's not surprising to me per se but yeah just as i was scrolling through i was like yeah there's a lot of tonally darker images without being um, thematically dark. I would be shocked if none of us had some some shift. What about you, Sabrina? Did you have you seen anything? Um, I don't. I don't know because I don't know. I so because because I because I have people whose children who I know personally follow my page like um like i always try to i tend to take like the the pictures that i was always taking were always like i would say if it's like pg-13 so if it's like in indiana jones or something like if it's like appropriate for a marvel movie or like it's rated PG 13, like on TV, like that's kind of how far I will take it. I'm usually not doing anything like any violent anyway. Like usually it's like that those aren't really, it's not really what I'm taking pictures of, but it's like, if it's like there, if you're going to like, if you let your kid play like uncharted, like that's kind of the furthest I'll like go on like a level of violence. If, if that, make sense because like those are the toys that i have so it's like (laughs) if it's like far enough here if it's here then like that's where i'm at like um and i try not to um like thematically i don't i don't know i it's basically pretty much all kind of the same because i draw a lot of inspiration out of like things that i'm watching or like like film just films in general that I'm watching, but like not necessarily copying the film, just like copying the, the style. If, 
if that makes sense. But I don't know if I necessarily accomplish it to like that, to like the same level, but it's like, oh, that's a cool shot through a window. Let me try it. So, and then like what, what you would see is probably just like Harry Potter and like Ron Weasley. Cause like, those are the figures I got. <laughs> so I'm not going any, like, I, I'm really, I tend not to do anything like too out there. Cause I don't want to spread negativity like joy i'll be like at the beginning i was posting a lot about like covid but really because like that's where i was and like what was literally around me and i was doing 365 so like i just have masks and gloves and i was taking like pictures of rulers and people being like six centimeters apart like (laughs) that kind of stuff so like that's probably the only really like hey pay attention to the world sort of thing that I've done. Maybe. Right. You're keeping it light, which is good. I think more lightness and, and I like the fact that you're respectful of who your audience is, who the figures are, and you're true to that. And I I'm with you, Dave. There's like, there's enough violence in the world. Let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, yeah. Spread, spread the love, the life that we want in our inner images. So I, I can totally get behind that. Uh, so, all right, guys, this has been a really interesting conversation about creativity and how you're shifting and looking at what you're doing and, and adjusting to, you know, this crazy times we're in. So what, uh, for our listeners, if you were going to give them one piece of advice or an insight into the creative process, what would you like to leave them with? Oh, okay. I know that we discussed that I was going first, and then you said the question, and then I was like, I'm going first, and I just blank. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I, so I think for me, it's just like creativity, I think, is a process, and like you can change and grow, and just like go with what you like, what you're feeling, like, don't get too hung up about trying anything new or like it'll be too difficult just try it you don't have to share it with anyone like if you don't want to you could just like i built a rock like i made like a rock out of foam and i painted it and it's horrible but i did i and i didn't post a picture of it but i did it and i put it in a i took a photo with it and i was like i'll i'll try that again like another day so like it's a thing i tried for like I was like, oh, maybe I'll start getting into dioramas. I think you should just try. It's a process. If you want to do a 365, just go ahead and try a 365. If you don't, just do join challenges. Like, those can help you be creative. And if challenges stress you out, don't do that. Like, just do some do something else. Copy your favorite TV show. And, like, don't worry that it's, like, someone else has already taken a picture of Deadpool. Or, like, someone else already has done, like, that Spider-Man photo or, like, that Batman picture. Like, just, um, it's, like, your, it's your own process. So, that, like, you can get to doing, like, whatever things you have in your head. Just, like, start with, like, copies and then go from there. Or, like, don't copy anyone and just be, like, this is what I want to do today. And like, that's all fine. So my, like I, my toss up there for being creative or like what I want people to get out of it is like, you should just try it and you should just don't just try it. 
I, I love that. I tell that to my workshop people who who uh, join me on those, and I always tell them, this is a, the lowest stakes hobby you will ever have. So have fun. Yeah. And that's, yeah, just try it and just do it. So you're only doing it for yourself. Yeah. Share it with your coworkers. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my coworkers are pretty cool. So like that, like that taught me a lot too. Like you, you can just show if you show people, you don't have to put post it on Instagram or social media. If you just show like your significant other, your kids, or you know whatever, so someone will be like, oh, "Hey, that's funny," or like, yeah. "I'm kind of jealous that you did that," and go from there. Awesome. What about you, Josh? Uh, I think what I've learned through creativity this year, especially, is that it's uh, it's creativity is like a muscle, and the more you use it the more better at using it that you'll get. It's just like anything else with, uh, um, you know, we talk about how talented some people are and stuff. And um, sometimes that's true. And sometimes that's insulting because some people are not talented at it, but they're doing a great job with it because they've continued doing it even when they were bad at it. Um, I always tell people I'm an okay photographer Sometimes I do things that I think are great. And a lot of times I do things that I think are garbage. Um, but I keep pushing that process because every time I do something that I dislike, I learn from it and then I move on and try and do something different the next time. So that's been my kind of process a little bit. And then just in general, like being willing to do, the 365 things definitely had some burden type moments, but for the most part, it's still been fun. You know, we're, Oh, look at that. We're six months in and it's been, uh, although it is, like I said, it is tiring. The, the process of continuing to do creativity every day has been its own reward and its own bit of growth. So, you know, if you feel like you're starting out and you're not doing, you feel like you're not doing well, it's okay. You can go back and, and look at my early feed. It's terrible, um, but it's all still on there because it reminds me of like how the, the process of where I've come and that it's okay to do things that you're bad at. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. Creativity is a muscle and don't be afraid to, to make mistakes. It's just all part of the process. I love that philosophy. Yay. All right, Dave, how are you going to follow oh, that that's one? Tricky. That's some good stuff you guys just laid down there. Um, uh, what came to mind for me is actually kind of builds up on what uh, both uh, Sabrina and Josh have said. Uh, when, it's, you, when you start off, you do work and almost guaranteed what you do is not what's in your head. At least if you're me, what you do is not what's in your head. Uh, and then you look at all the things that other people have done and you go, well, I can't do that. Like That's my work like is this little thing and that that's like amazing stuff um and that's a trap i think people can fall into to get demoralized is comparing yourself to others um you can't do that well you can do that but um my advice would be don't do that compare yourself now to yourself past self um one of the one of the interesting advices i got is whatever your photo you're working on right now um and you finish it print it off, stick it in the bottom of a drawer. Then a year from now, print off the image that you took the, that year, that day, print it off, and then compare the two and just see how much you've grown. 
Um, and that's really the thing that matters. When it comes to this stuff, it doesn't really matter how you compare to anybody else. It matters how you compare to yourself and how you've grown as your own self. And that's really the only reason to do this um, is to become more interesting as a person to yourself. And if other people get something, something out of it, that's awesome. But to me, at least, it's being able to express yourself in the way you want to express yourself and growing along that journey. And it is a journey. Um, and you always start with step one um, and you don't nearly know where you're going. And it's hard to figure out how far you've actually gone um, because there really isn't an end point. It's just a long journey. Um, and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a slog. Sometimes you see, feel like you're going fine. Sometimes there's a, a pandemic and it really you know, like punches you in the gut and you feel like you don't go anywhere. Um, all of those things are just part of the experience. But keeping the perspective of where you've been and where you're going really helps allay the fears of what you're doing isn't good enough. Because as long as it's good enough for you, it's good enough. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yep. It, it is totally a journey. And we just have this weird little window that we can look at that journey and see it so completely beginning, middle, and still not an end, but, you know, maybe we'll get there. Uh, and and being able to see, like, it's like COVID is the beginning of that. The beginning of COVID is like that drawer that you mm -hmm. talked about. It, and it feels like that's the drawer. And now we're kind of looking at it and going, huh, what happened? Still don't know what happened. But you're right. It's just going to keep going. Yeah, the interesting thing about yeah. COVID, though, keep is not every, everyone kind of had the same experience, but not everyone had the same experience. Right. Um, so it's... I mean, like some people say, what have you done during COVID? And like, I've done nothing. That's because I had a different experience than you. Um, I was, I mean, my work life has not changed immeasurably. I've not had free time. Other people have, other people have much more mentally or uh, stress than other people. Um, some people enjoyed COVID because they got to be time off and be alone with people and they didn't have to deal with anybody. Other people are, that's like their worst thing that could ever happen to them. Um, so you, you, again, you can't compare your experiences to other people's. You can use it as a way to empathize with other people and kind of come to a common understanding of this is a major thing that happened and it changed things. But how it changed, I think it's clear based on the conversation between us four, how it changed us has been different for each one of us. But the fact that yeah. we've gone through this change is the common element that can kind of bring us together and have a conversation about those changes. Right. Yeah, because agree. The four of us that like here right now had like four equally different experiences from like each like each other, and so what? Yeah, and then like our where we were individually when we started like our toy photography to where we came to like at the end or like where we are right now it was like what changes you made is like different from each other, but it's like clearly there you know something like we i did the opposite of josh which is like he's on a 365 and i'm not <laughs> and like like and, but like also similarly to like me and dave kind of have like the same like oh we started somewhere and then we ended like somewhere else in a realization about our own photography or like what we were doing is like completely is like similar and we know we share that and we can mark it because of COVID. Like, like you can really see my COVID journey because like I started the 365 there and you can see the first day that COVID like came to my hospital. And then like a month later, you can see like another photo where I actually take a picture of like, um, 
what is what is happening like how many people have like we've discharged from covid because like we had like a little tracker thing so you can see that photo on my feet like you could see that journey and you can if you look back it's like i don't think i was like they were good for me then and i was like happy with all the photos i take but like i'm clearly like i'm a different photographer now than i was then all of those lessons are all there regardless of whether it's COVID or not, because if you look back on your flat Stanley photos and your uh, uh, Neil photos, and you're still going to see that you're still going to have that glimpse, glimpse of this event, this moment in time. We just have this weird sort of yeah. lens. We're looking at it right now, but the journey is always there. Yeah, just like you're a little bit more aware of it because it has like you can mark it on like a event calendar, which is why this is so much fun and why creativity. I know you guys like laughed at me when I said like, well, how do you deal with creativity in your life? And you're like, well, that's too broad. Well, I it is broad, but it's it's how we deal with life. It's how we we function in this world and how we relate to it is through this lens of creativity and for us specifically toys and photography, but all of us are, I mean, how you relate the emotional ups and downs and the stresses that are coming at you and how do you express yourself and where do you put your emotions? I mean, it's like all of it is like, that's, that's the value of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I'm just like, I'm just going deep. I'm sorry. We'll just wind it up here. All right, guys. <laughs> You use it any way you want. I'll be like, I'm going to be here to support you, whatever that is. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. Uh, if you're looking for a li little inspiration beyond just what our conversation here, I invite you to join one of our monthly challenges. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe to our, our mailing uh, with the podcast and the, with the blog as, as well. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time for another inspiring conversation about the intersection of toys and photography. And thank you so much, Josh, Sabrina, and Dave for joining me on this conversation. It's been awesome. So see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photo Blog, or on Instagram, at underscore toy photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. 